Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. We have a lot to get to today, but first, we've got to lead off with the news of Monday, and that is that SMU added another commitment in 2024. Cedar Hill defensive back Alexander Rogers. He committed to SMU over. Kansas State, where he took an official visit earlier this month. This is a big pickup for the secondary as SMU is looking to address this position between corner and safety in a big way. And for Ricky Hundley, this is a guy that he had circled for that cornerback room from the get-go. And for me, when you look at what Alexander Rogers brings to the table, he's somebody that probably slides in in that nickel spot pretty well um, when you look at that 5'10", about 165, 170-pound range. Um, SMU gets the nickel of the future really on campus in the 2024 class. And you look at what he brings to the table. He's got some encouraging track times. That's why you see on three being highest on him with that 87 grade that we've got just knocking on the door of being a top 100 cornerback prospect nationally. And when I look at how Ricky Hundley is recruited, I look at his evaluations coming first and foremost. I look at somebody like an A.J. Davis, who SMU got in in the 2023 recruiting class, or excuse me, the 2022 recruiting class, and got him on campus right away. Uh, That is somebody that... uh, once they got to SMU, 
they turned the heat up on quickly and he didn't have really a whole lot of programs after him. I think it was Kansas. I think it was um, Liberty, uh, obviously, with Ricky Hundley having had having been there right before getting to SMU. Those were the programs that were really in on A.J. Davis. And now he's somebody that's probably in the two deep going into fall camp, at least at that cornerback spot. He might be, when it's all said and done, the first corner off the bench after Chris Meganson and Charles Woods, the two presumed starters at this point. And he came in with not a lot of fanfare, but a guy that was a February edition for SMU in that recruiting class. And this Alex Rogers pickup kind of reminds me of that. A Dallas area prospect who's been on the radar for a long time. I mean, he's got offers from Baylor, Houston, and others. Um, so he's been highly recruited from the get-go. You see SMU and Kansas State were the ones that really emerged late in the process for him. And he actually silently committed before going into this weekend where he took his official visit to SMU. The Mustangs knocked it out of the park and he made that commitment uh, to SMU and then uh, moved up really his timeline from what I've heard kind of behind the scenes. He was going to be somebody that maybe took it out a little bit longer into July before announcing his decision, but felt good enough about SMU to go ahead and tweet out, hey, I'm going to make my decision Monday at noon. So he went ahead and jumped on board. That gives SMU five commitments in the class of 2024 now. He joins quarterback Tyler Aronson, uh, athlete Jamory Cauley, and offensive lineman Graham Utter and King Large. Um, and now SMU really strengthening it, its hold as the number one class in the AAC in terms of average recruit ranking. Uh, when you look at the rankings for the league, SMU sits – uh, I believe number two in the AAC um, when it comes to on threes rankings. I'm checking it right now. Yes, uh, on threes rankings, SMU is number two behind USF, uh, who sits there with eight commitments. But again, I think this is one where you're going to see SMU really ascend to that top spot. They are just behind. They are less than a, a tenth of a point away from catching USF. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think SMU is about to get on a little bit of a hot streak on the recruiting trail. And uh, this official visit weekend could be one of those moments where we look back on the class and we see uh, some of SMU's class, a, a decent portion of it, come from this weekend, this last official visit weekend in June. It's now a dead period. The coaching staffs, uh, a lot of them are now starting to get on that vacation train uh, with official visits being done with uh, the dead period now in place. They're still doing recruiting. They still got some things to tie up as the month of June winds down. Uh, but this was a really nice addition for SMU, I think. Um, you beat out a Power 5 program. You keep a local prospect home. And so SMU is thrilled to have Alex Rogers, a longtime target, on board in, the st in this class now. When it comes to what's next for SMU, I don't think you have to really wait too long on this one. And we'll get into another name that wasn't on campus for an official visit this weekend later on. But one prospect that SMU leads the on three recruiting prediction machine for is another defensive back. One we've talked about in Kadavian Dotson Walker out of Duncanville. He was on campus for an, for an official visit as well. SMU looks like they've taken complete control of this recruitment 
at least ending June. He's a prospect that I think could make a decision here uh, before the month of July is over with. We'll kind of wait to hear uh, what his plans are, working to catch up with Kadavion to talk about his visit and see how exactly it went from his, his end of things. But behind the scenes, SMU's been positioning itself well with Kadavion Dotson Walker. You see him, he's a top 25 safety nationally on the on three industry ranking. Um, he's had big, big offers uh, early on in his recruitment, and we've seen SMU really emerge as that leader over the course of the summer. So um, I'm intrigued to see when he ultimately decides to, you know, make his decision. I think it would be SMU if it was today. And I, I think the staff is positioning itself to hold on to that momentum and get him on board as well. He was a big official visitor this weekend for SMU as well. Um, but the safety room was one of those um, uh, key positions of the weekend. Uh, and it didn't stop with four-star prospects like Kadavian Dotson Walker. They had Peyton Morgan on campus out of Pflugerville Weiss, who sits for on three as a borderline top 100 prospect. You see some of the other uh, recruiting services still having him as a three-star prospect. And his, his official visit run uh, included Arizona, Nebraska, Texas Tech, and then SMU. And I think SMU did a nice job impressing here. Um, he told me that TCU and Colorado are two other programs that are also in the mix. But I do feel like SMU probably doesn't land Peyton Morgan just from the standpoint of Texas Tech has had a considerable lead here for quite some time. And if you catch our full interview with Peyton Morgan on, on the Pony Express, and I also dropped some notes in that thread, he said he he is going to be making that tough decision now. He's going to make a decision soon. I'd be surprised if it was SMU at this stage, but I will say this is one of those prospects that sometimes you bring in to really lay the groundwork in case it doesn't work out at that next program. There are a couple examples of that where SMU got guys on campus that maybe they're they're really trying to get some traction with in hopes that maybe they can make a late move. But this is one of those prospects where SMU – didn't have an official visit said it was he was kind of wishy-washy on if he was going to take one but they end up getting him on campus and I, I just think he came away impressed but I just don't think it was enough for SMU to make that move and get him on board in the class so we'll continue to monitor Peyton uh, he's a very bright young man uh, who really I think is is going to weigh everything out uh, the right way at least in his mind and try to figure out what's best for him but when it comes down to it I just don't think we're seeing SMU take a big enough step with him to get him on board. On the flip side of things, I, I do feel like SMU hosting William Nettles, Speedy Nettles, is one of the key timing pieces of this class. SMU's in a battle with Nebraska and Purdue to really get him on board. And SMU has led the on three recruiting prediction machine for a long, long time. I've had my pick in there. Uh, I think it was one of the first picks I did, if not the first, uh, when I got to on three. And I think the biggest piece of all of this that I'm kind of watching is, do you keep him home? And are the ties with maybe a guy like Alex Rogers, maybe if Kadavian Dotson Walker jumps on board, are those ties with those local prospects uh, important enough to kind of help put SMU over the top? Because he does have a program in Purdue that's recruiting 
the state of Texas, well, they've got Caleb Mitchell committed. They've got a, a, a flip that they just completed with Keandi Henry from Boston College uh, to Purdue. He's from Lake Dallas, four-star prospect. And the Boilermakers are trying to make some headway in, in Texas. Sam Carter, who's been leading the recruitment there, has been doing a really nice job with it for a long, long time, even dating back to his previous stop in the coaching world. Speedy, I think, kind of looking outside in, I think SMU has a battle on its hands with Purdue. The feeling I get, at least kind of talking with sources, and Speedy's been kind of mum a little bit since his visit, is he's got a tough decision to make. You know, he sees what Purdue has done. He had a great official visit up there, but he also had a really good official visit at SMU, I get the feeling. Um, he tweeted out on Monday a picture of him, Alex Rogers, Kadavian Dotson Walker, and, uh, you know, basically saying, you know, what? how would this look? How are we feeling about teaming up with these guys in the secondary in the 2024 class? I feel like if SMU hadn't done enough to get him, I feel like he might not have done that. Um, he can obviously be drumming up intrigue. I just don't get the feeling that's where he was at with it. I think he's genuinely torn between SMU and Purdue. I think SMU entered the weekend feeling like they really wanted to put an exclamation point on his recruitment with a good visit. I think they did that. Now when it comes down to it, is it enough? SMU's been on him way before other programs. There was first offer. They've hosted him a bunch. Can they keep him local? It's a, It's sometimes it, it can be almost something that maybe works against you a little bit, being a true hometown school. Sometimes these guys do want to get out a little bit. Um, and it, it's almost like if Speedy was, you know, a solid hour and a half from, from SMU, that might be far enough where he's like, okay, I am, I'm, I'm getting away from home a little bit. I'm going down the road to SMU in that sense. Sometimes I feel like being a true Dallas kid, it can work against you. It didn't work against you for Alex Rogers, and it hasn't worked against you for Kadavian Dodson Walker, it seems. But you've been on him for so long. Can you get past maybe that little roadblock? And also the Power Five angle, of course, and Purdue producing a nice class, especially guys in Texas. That is kind of the question I have when I look at Speedy Nettles. I named him one of my guys that you've got to win out on if you're SMU with just how hard you've recruited him, uh, how long you've been on him. It would be a really nice pickup for SMU and a guy that solidifies that outside corner spot for years to come. So we're, co we're continuing to track Speedy Nettles and kind of, you know, how uh, he's going about making that decision and what it's going to ultimately be. But I feel like SMU did a nice job on its visit weekend making him feel like a massive priority, which he is, for SMU. So we'll see if SMU can win out on this one. Nebraska, Purdue still pushing. Most feel like it's an SMU-Purdue battle. Um, but to get Speedy Nettles, to have that last official visit, that, that's the hope, is that you're, you, you left the last impression. We'll see if it's enough for SMU to win out. The Mustangs did have a pair of surprising official visitors on campus. And one was Katie, four-star edge rusher, Dekaius Brinkley. Uh, he's a top 20 edge prospect nationally on the on three industry ranking. You see SMU does now lead the on three recruiting prediction machine. Kansas was his other official visit this month. Um, and talking with him, you can get the full recap at ontheponyexpress.com. Uh, 
I, I think this is going to be a prospect that could take things farther into the fall. He said he wants to return to SMU, maybe see a game. Um, and I think SMU has been in a position here where they've kind of been uh, chipping away trying to get him on campus since some of the staff got here um, and and since they've kind of been you know, just looking for that that difference-making edge rusher in this class. They've hosted a guy like Zeno Umail Zulu at, from Allen, who's a four-star pro- prospect, probably going to end up at Texas. They've been swinging big in the trenches this cycle. Takayas Brinkley is the latest example of that. For them to get him on campus, this is massive. Calvin Thibodeau did a great job on his visit. Takayas uh, really spoke highly of him. It's just a matter of, okay, is he truly going to take it to the fall? If he does, what does that look like for SMU? Sometimes times can certainly kill deals um, in this sense when you take it to the fall, you've got official visits left to play with, and he is going to be playing at state power. There are going to be plenty of eyes that are on Dakias Brinkley, who transferred in from Seven Lakes this spring. Now he's playing for Katie. He could push his chips in on, hey, I've got big offers. I'm in contact with a lot of schools. Let's see how things go this fall and see who else is there at the end. But out of SMU and Kansas, the two programs that hosted him this month, I think SMU made the best impression. I think Calvin Thibodeau knocked this one out of the park in this sense. It's just a matter of if he changes his mindset on, do I take this to the fall or do I make a decision now? When you look at the offensive side of the ball for this official visit weekend, SMU hosted a trio of offensive prospects uh, this weekend and a set of twins, and we've talked about them before, Wade and Brent Helton. Um, and I, I feel like SMU is properly represented on the on-three recruiting prediction machine for both of these twins, or for these twins, um, and they're sitting second. But I think they're two guys that, one, really loved what Garen Justice had to sell this weekend. I, I think that was the main reason that they took the visit and they told me as such. Um, I caught up with Wade after the visit and he said just being able to talk ball with Garen Justice was really important to them. And he got the sense that SMU is right in it. And, and I've, if if he if they don't end up at Iowa State, I do feel like SMU uh, could be the pick. I think Arizona State has been edged out by SMU with their visit. Uh, This is going to be a set of uh, prospects where uh, they are a package deal. Uh, They want to play college together. And I am interested to see if SMU, when they sit down and ultimately make their decision, can push over the top and and get them. Um, Because they are very much locked in on who's coaching me on the football field, What's the development look like? And that's a reason why I think SMU still very much has a shot to land these prospects out of the state of California. Um, If they were kind of looking at it and and took an SMU visit, they felt like they were recruited hard by them, but they want to give them a shot, but it didn't really maybe resonate as much with them as far as Garen Justice and his push. I, I would probably call SMU's chances dead in the water, but the way Wade talked about working with Garen Justice on the visit and just what he can do for them from a development standpoint, that stuck out. 
Now, Iowa State has done a great job recruiting him. There are a couple other programs involved here, but I do get the sense SMU's trying to play a little bit of catch up in the sense, which, you know, what now that their official visit has taken place and it's come and gone, that doesn't leave them in a terrific spot to get them. But I do feel like they did a good enough job recruiting them both and talking through the development aspect to have a legit shot that when they sit down and weigh out pros and cons, maybe Garen Justice did enough. He's been on a little bit of a run, getting King Large and Graham Utter to commit and shut things down. Um, Wade and Brent were really, really impressed with Garen Justice. So uh, that was uh, really worth uh, noting when it comes to those two guys. I think if SMU lands them, it's Garen Justice just absolutely knocking their visit out of the park. And when they sat down uh, and talked about it, they wanted to be coached by him. The biggest surprise of the official visit weekend came as we broke the news that Frankie Arthur, the four-star running back out of Conroe Oak Ridge, was headed to SMU for an official visit. And this is massive, massive news here because SMU missed out on Harry Stewart, who committed to Kansas earlier this month, uh, the Frisco product that um, is going to be playing for the Jayhawks. But Keenan Hall, he's been on a heater when it comes to recruiting. He's gotten guys like LJ Johnson and um, uh, and um, Jalen Knighton out of the transfer portal. Obviously, Kamara Wheaton last cycle, Velton Gardner. He's reshaped that running back room in such a big way. Uh, you know he can swing with the big boys, and that's exactly what he's going to have to do here with Frankie Arthur. He was set to officially visit UTSA. That ended up not happening. Instead, he was on SMU's campus for an official visit. And the Mustangs are battling other programs here. Um, Kansas is one. Um, this is an interesting recru recruitment, I should say. Houston and TCU kind of hanging around on this one. Uh, but I just feel like SMU has some ties at play here. I'll drop some notes at OnThePonyExpress.com to kind of share why. But you look at him and what he's been able to do production-wise, almost averaging 10 yards a carry as a junior. We had on three, love him. Uh, we have him obviously as a four-star um, prospect. He's a top 15 running back for us. Uh, he's well inside the on 300. He's got that size that you love at about 5'10", 200 pounds. Uh, and he has that production. He's got some really good track times. And so for SMU to get him on campus, get that last official visit. This is one of those recruitments where comfort with the coaches is going to play a key role. And so SMU got Frankie Arthur on campus and they – were able to make that last impression before the dead period. So um, he's quiet. He doesn't really do interviews. I'm not expecting to get a hold of him, but just getting him on campus, it shows you SMU is punching above that weight class with pretty much this entire official visit weekend, without a doubt, multiple four stars on campus, um, trending with multiple prospects coming out of the weekend, making a move with some of them. I think Frankie Arthur quietly uh, is a, I don't want to call it a dark horse because he was on campus for an official visit, but it almost wouldn't shock me if he ended up a part of this class. Um, SMU did a really nice job of this visit and just making him comfortable from what I hear. That's a wrap on the official visitors, but one quick note here um, to kind of wrap things up uh, on the visitor front. Red Oak linebacker Zach Smith was on campus for an unofficial visit on Thursday, getting some time around the coaching staff and now he tells me he's moved up his decision to Friday, uh, June 30th. So be on the lookout for that. And SMU is a clear-cut leader here. He's been tweeting at players. 
trying to get uh, them to come home. Uh, and even though he hasn't announced it yet, uh, SMU is the clear-cut leader here for Zach Smith. Um, and he would be the guy that they would take as the, the true linebacker commit in this class. Um, he is somebody that Maurice Crum has been all over for quite some time. Uh, and SMU has done a really nice job of his recruitment. You know, was on campus in the spring game for the spring game um, and has popped up on campus unofficially multiple times now. He's a local prospect that, you know, just judging by social media, seems pretty pumped uh, to be uh, expecting uh, to commit to SMU at this point. It, it's kind of so obvious. It's hard to talk about him as uncommitted, but Houston hosted him for an unofficial visit. Uh, he also had Tulsa, Washington State, um, and, and a couple other programs in his top group of schools. But um, this is a clear-cut case of SMU being the leader. I think they get good news on Friday to uh, kind of kick off uh, or end, I should say, the month of June, and we'll see where SMU goes from there in the 2024 recruiting class. But to kind of wrap things up overall, what's next now? Well, this is that time of year where, one, it's a dead period, so we don't see college coaches go out recruiting. We don't see college uh, prospects hit campus to take visits. It is all about decision time this time of year for a lot of prospects. We see the month of July and really that late part of June becoming this massive run of commitments. And SMU's class last year was kind of the beginning of June. They had that barbecue event that really you know, had things take off. But the month of July has really been the one nationally around college football that has exploded uh, as far as decision timelines go. We see the ranking shuffle when it comes to team rankings and where you know programs are um, standing as the summer uh, continues to kind of roll on with decisions happening and things like that. So it's moving season ahead of football season for uh, these college programs to solidify their classes and start to figure out, all right, what's next? What do we need in the fall? Who do we need to keep chipping away on? Who do we need to turn the heat up on uh, if some you know, prospects don't go their way? Uh, for SMU, uh, I think I think we had it pegged um, during uh, the month of June as maybe hitting double-digit commitments. SMU sits with five commitments right now. I think there's a chance they could get to double-digit. But I feel pretty good saying that um, you're going to see a guy like Kadavian Dotson Walker, a Zach Smith, jump on board and then go from there to see um, when uh, the next round of, of prospects will commit or what the deal is kind of ending the summer. Um, but I, I think eight is, is probably a safe bet right now. Um, and we'll see uh, where SMU goes next. Um, once the dust has settled, we'll be here to cover it with you guys every step of the way. So be sure to be at ontheponyexpress.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, subscribe to our members-only YouTube channel for just $3 a month. Get more in-depth podcasts. Um, but especially subscribe to ontheponyexpress.com. It's just $10 a month. I got some cool things happening for you guys that I'm working on behind the scenes to kind of help out our members and uh, do some really cool partnerships with some companies. So I'm looking forward to kind of getting a few of those things finalized, both um, in the month of July and then really for football season. So I'm looking forward to announcing some things with that. Uh, but look, I, I appreciate you guys for listening to this edition of the podcast as uh, Siri uh, tries to chime in there. But uh, SMU has been on a roll with these official visits, and now it's time to close on a lot of these guys. And uh, we'll be able to assess where this class is headed. I think in the rear 
uh, real, really uh, near future um, as some big names and big targets come off the board, um, either for SMU or for elsewhere. So be sure to subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com. We'll give you guys the latest scoop as it comes across. So don't miss out. Um, we're at an all-time high of subscriptions. Uh, it continues to grow day by day. Uh, so it's an exciting time to be on the board. So don't miss out. Check it out. And we appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the podcast. Check back later in the week. We'll have some big news uh, to cover for you guys. So uh, check that out and, and keep an eye out for that as, um, you know, some Friday fireworks, I think, with Zach Smith announcing are coming. Appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. We'll catch you next time and have a great rest of your week. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.